Hey, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Dear God Love Me podcast. My name is Ro McKenzie, and I am your host, as well as the author of Dear God Love Me, Sentiments of My Heart, Depths of My Mind, which is a practical approach to navigating through life's challenges. I have the honor and the privilege of chopping it up with my good, good girlfriend and sister. This woman is, she is a woman of God. She is educated. She is a mental health professional. She is a licensed master of social work. She is an entrepreneur. She's a visionary. She is a preacher, a teacher. She is all of the things, and um, I am so happy and honored tonight to be joined by none other than the auspicious TaylorMade. Can you help me give a warm, warm welcome? My God, to my friend. Can we put Yo, some? It's the auspicious. Auspicious. We want green and blue hearts in the comments because <laughs> green is for me and blue is for you. Okay. Yes, we, we want those to, to welcome you. Come on, send them in. <laughs> send them up, 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 up. Send them up. The hand claps, the green hearts, the blue hearts, the smiles. Yes. Just the them. Thank all you so much for joining me. Of course. I'm so excited. To be the, the first guest. I mean, Jesus. This is powerful. I'm excited. I'm excited. I really don't even know. Okay, let me let me not jump ahead of myself. So okay. can you just tell us, those of us who don't know who you are, just tell us a little bit about you. Sure. I mean, because you named, I mean, y'all, she really laid it out. You know, <laughs> she really laid it out, y'all. I mean, only thing she didn't say was, I'm, I'm a daughter. Come on, I'm a friend. <laughs> I'm a sister. Um, but like she said, yeah, I am a therapist. I um, work during the day um, in elementary schools and middle schools in New York City. Um, and then privately, I get to meet with amazing pastors and leaders. Um, and I absolutely love it. Um, I'm the founder of Women in Pursuit, where we believe that we pursue God in all of the things. We say all the things, we mean all of the things. Um, and so, yeah, there's probably a million things, other things I could say, but y'all, we, we really need to get into, y'all, this topic today, I'm praying for y'all because she is her. I just want y'all to know. No, 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 no. no. She, we, this is her, her show. She came up with the topic. Oh, wow. She's she doing did. this to me early. She did, y'all. So yeah. I just feel like, whew, whew. <laughs> So tonight we're talking about process. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> so many people's hearts just dropped or they turned it off. Don't look. Don't it's turn it off. It's it's don't come back. Somebody said, mm, I'm coming back. I'm not doing this right no, now. No, don't turn it off because if it's one thing Taylor knows how to do, she's going to break stuff down and make it digestible pieces for us. Okay. I'm really going to try. Okay? Really gonna try. So process, and I'm, I am 
I, th- I feel like everybody has a love hate relationship with process, right? Because it's like, well, I, you want mm. me to do what now? Mm. Like I gotta go through who, mm. where, where? And I'm I'm not trying to start heavy. I promise y'all, it's 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 just the first letter in the book. So if you have the book, then you you're not surprised. If you don't have the book, go get the book. And you're gonna want to get the book after you you hear what Taylor has to say immediately. Like you can press pause and go buy it so that you don't forget. <laughs> and when you come back, we'll still be here. Uh-huh. We'll we be pause, here. Pause. We'll still be here. So just go ahead. Just go ahead and get it. You're running All off right? to the site to get your book. Hurry on over, deargodloveme.com, and purchase your book. You can go to Amazon if you don't want to go to my site because it's on Amazon too. I mean, I would put it across the video like they be doing on, on the millennial social medias, but I don't know how to do that. So we just going to say, go onto the site or to Amazon to get the book. But my personal experience with process is, is um, yeah, mm. like I've gone through some processes where it was like, whew, glad that's over. And I'm going through processes now where I'm like, whew, when is going to be over? So yeah. I think the the first question I think I would want to ask you is what are you can just give me maybe one or two mm-hmm. if you want you can give me all of them if you want what are one or two or however many ways that you have found helped you go through some of the most difficult processes in your life like how can we just take something that you, you know, will give us that'll be like, okay, that's practical. I can apply that. Yeah. So I would say probably the biggest thing that I've had to use over and over again, no matter the process, right? Because we know that we're constantly being put through them. We can be in three processes at one time, Yes. right? Because process just means the steps that you take to get to an end goal. And so we are trying to get to different end goals in different areas of our life, right? Like we may be trying to get to an end goal as a wife or as a mother or as a business owner or as somebody in ministry or in our family, whatever it is. And so the biggest thing that we have to do in process is manage perspective. Because if you do not manage perspective, it will um, distort how you see what you're going through. Yeah. And when when our our perspective becomes distorted that's usually when we get really into like complaining and like when is it going to be over and why do i have to do this and what is the point of this and are you even right that's usually when we start to fall into that because our perspective is what determines the quality of our process yeah yeah i think about i literally was just studying this morning um about uh, numbers 11 and in numbers 11 uh verses like 1 through 15 um in that in that narrative it talks about how Israel was mumbling and complaining yeah and how as a result of their mumbling and complaining like God got angry right and then when he literally sent fire like literal fire um to the outlying parts of the camp and the people got, like yeah like the like y'all fire fire okay not like not figurative like no people were dying by this fire because he was so angry to what to their complaint about their complaining so you know they cry out they're like 
They don't, they don't want nobody else to die. Like, please, Lord, Lord, Lord. So he stops. But then they fall back into the complaining again. Yeah. And they begin to complain about a completely different thing. And what the Lord told me was that um, when we complain, it is because our perspective, our vision, our sight has been distorted. And as believers, our vision is faith. Yeah. <laughs> our vision's not natural sight. Right. So what the enemy does and his goal is to come and to manipulate our natural vision to distract us from what we're supposed to be getting or supposed to be doing so that we're not actually going through the process that we need to go through. Yeah. Because in the middle of the process, if your perspective gets distorted and now you're falling into complaining and mumbling and grumbling, then you can't be sensitive to what God may be trying for trying to get you to do. Or you're not going to be sensitive to what he's trying to get out of you because you're not in a place of submission anymore. Right. So he, what he literally does is he distracts us through our senses because he understands that the principle of the kingdom, that the currency of the kingdom is faith and yeah. faith is not about sight, but right. he makes us believe that if we don't see what we want to see, if it's not looking like what we think it's supposed to look like, then something's... Thus, we abort our process or we delay our process or we hold we up our process it. because we're distracted by our, our natural vision. But as believers, we do not operate from that natural vision. So when you manage your perspective, it helps you to preserve and to steward the process that God has entrusted you with. It is not a punishment. It is a sign of maturity and it is a sign of trust that God would believe that what he starts in you, that he, you will allow him to complete it. Allow him to complete. Now, I, I feel like I done lied to these people and told them, we going to give you, okay, just a little bit so you could, oh, you know, pieces that you, because I feel like my insides are like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's, let's, deep, let's take a collective deep breath, you know, just mm -hmm, in through the nose. Because I be forgetting about mindfulness, but I need it. <laughs> That's so, like, you said so much in, like, Manage your perspective, right? Because when you said it, I'm thinking about it. And I'm already like thinking about my own perspective, my own process, my own. And I'm yeah. like, ooh. Yeah. Sure. And the, the moment that you take your eyes off of or take your faith off of right. what is really going on, mm -hmm. it's kind of like it reminds me of when um, Peter was walking on the water. And he started to look at sure. what was going on around him. And then he started to sing. Bro, you was already walking. Already Just keep walking. keep mm -hmm. looking, keep going to where you're going. Mm -hmm. And it's so, 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 so easy, I feel like, to get distracted from what God is really trying to teach us. And I kind of feel like when we do that and we start complaining, and first of all, thank God he not sending no literal fire my way in 2022. <laughs> thank God. Because God would have been somewhere crispy burnt up but I mean, ashes to ashes you know, oh you mean that pile of ashes she's gone like out of here not coming back like because it's it's i feel like 
I just want to press rewind now and just replay <laughs> what you just said, and then we could just end it. Cause yeah. managing perspective is really, 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 honestly, so, 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 so important. And that's helpful to me because no matter what you apply it to, no matter what process you're going through, it's yeah. like, okay, I can look at this as I just lost my job and I have no money, or I can look at it as God is trying to teach me how to rely on him. Mm. He's trying to teach me that he's my sole provider. Like, yeah. okay, I have a job and it's a steady paycheck, but it's because of him. Like, yeah. there's no, no matter what you apply yeah. it to, if your perspective is managed, then yeah. you will be able to go through successfully. Yeah, that's just so, and to hear it broken down like that, it makes it like, oh, I can do that. And okay. so we hang up and end the broadcast, and and then you're right back in the middle of it, and you're like, but wait, what, Lord, what, but when, why, what? Like, so how do you, what do you say to that person who's like, oh, this is great, I'm encouraged, this is inspirational, yeah, but when I turn this broadcast off, yeah. It's like crouching at the door, waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do we? How do we take our faith and actually put Mm -hmm. it on our situations? Yeah. So if if process is about getting to a desired goal, right? Yeah. Most likely, what has happened in your process is that you've actually lost sight of the end goal. So the first thing that you have to do is remind yourself of why you are in process. Right. So that's reminding yourself of the promise, you know, reminding yourself of the prophecy, reminding yourself of the goal, reminding yourself of what you're trying to accomplish, whatever it is that you are trying to get to, which has put you in process. Remind yourself of it because that's where your faith is going to be reawakened. Mm -hmm. Right. So the first thing you got to do is remind yourself. Okay. now, after you remind yourself of what it is, now you have to put it before you. And you have to put it before you in as many directions as possible so that no matter where you turn in process, you won't lose sight of it. Right. So. Right. That might be I need to. And quite literally, I might need to put it all around my room. I might need to put it in my car. I might need to put it at my at my office at work. I might need to put it in the bathroom. I might need to put it in the kitchen. I need to put it in as many directions that I might have to take so that I don't give myself the uh, the ability to forget why I'm in process. <laughs> because when we feel like we're doing things for a reason, it motivates us to do them. Yeah. So many of us are struggling in process because we forgot why we were in process. Oh, that's good. But it's our job to keep that reminder alive because in that is the motivation and the determination that we need, right? Then I think that we need to actually have people, make people um, uh, aware of the process that we're in because we understand as believers that we don't live, God never called for us to live a life of isolation, which is why from the beginning in Genesis to the end in Revelation, we are constantly being bombarded with messages about community and relationship and family and groups and whatever, right? There's so, we don't even have time. I don't even have time to deal with that, right? But literally Adam and Eve, hello. Right. All the way to the end, the church, right? So, um, you need to have accountability. 
which mm -hmm. means that you likely before you can have accountability need to repent for the pride that you've been walking in and not wanting people to know the process that you're in. Yeah. <laughs> because if you don't, you're not going to be able to, Oh, not the emergency going by in the middle of my, um, in my breakdown. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like emergency right now. You have to work. <laughs> Um, you need, people need to be aware of what you're going through so that on the moments that you don't want to do it on the moments that you want to give up in the moments that you want to abort in the moments that you want to go back in the moments you want to take back what God said, you're not able to do that because somebody's going to say, hello, bro. Remember you said, <laughs> remember that <laughs> or somebody's going to say, Hey, where are you at with that? Like, I remember you saying that you were going to do this thing, but where are you now? Yeah. Right? That accountability holds you to it. Then you want to even consider, okay, I know that I'm in this process. Lord, show me, make me sensitive to all the things that you want me to get out of it. Yeah. I want to desire the lessons you have for me. I want to desire how you're trying to mature me and make yeah. me better. Right. And I think that when we just do, and there's so many things that we could probably add to that, but doing those three things mm -hmm. changes how you go about it. That's beautiful. So if, I hope y'all are taking notes. The first thing we should do in applying this is to remind ourselves why we're in the process, remind ourselves of the goal, remind ourselves of the end game, right? And then the second one was accountability. We don't like accountability. Let me not say we, I, I don't like accountability. But she also said that when you don't want to include people in the process that you're going through, first thing you should probably do is repent. Right. Because that's prideful and we don't want people to know what we're going through. And we let me stop saying we let me just talk about me. I have been in a place where I have been like dressing it up to myself and saying, well, you know, I don't really want people in my business or you know, yeah. I don't want to bother people or I don't want yeah. this or I don't want that. But really, ultimately, it's it's pride. Mm -hmm. But if we repent for that and invite people into our city, not just anybody. Right, you don't, have, don't gotta be 10 people. But right. At least number one, Some there's gotta be one person you can trust in the entire world trust. that's living and breathing, not talking about Jesus, right? Like somebody outside of God. <laughs> Some of y'all like, but God is my accountability partner. Mm. Somebody he is, but you need somebody tangible. That's yeah, we're talking about a family. tangible person, not his tangible presence, a person. Right, you know? right. And then the third one, write it down. The third one was, don't don't tell me. The third one was. Listen, as I'm reminded myself, what did I say? <laughs> what did oh, I say? asking God to give, to show give you. you what he's, what he's trying to teach you in it. So yeah. that really is prayer, right? God, show me what you, like, what do you want me to learn from this? Mm -hmm. um, make me sensitive to what you're trying to teach me. So those three things will definitely, absolutely, positively help us in our process. The last yeah. thing I want to ask you, yes, ma'am, before I let you go, mm -hmm. is 
so we're mostly talking about the process of, and it's probably like the same thing now that I'm about to say it out loud, but we're talking mm -hmm. about the process as in the steps that we need to take in order to get to an end result. Um, I wanted to ask you what does, because in my mind I have it split up and mm -hmm. I mean, you, you're the mental health professional. So I'm coming to you saying, look, if I'm wrong, correct me. Girl, no. <laughs> but in my mind, I kind of have it split where that's the process noun, right? The process, mm -hmm. the steps that we have to take. But what does process, the verb look like when we talk about um, processing through um, whatever, like in a lot of cases, trauma that we've endured. We have mm -hmm. to process through that in order to be able yeah. to move forward. We have to process through different things that we've been delivered from or whatever mm -hmm. the case. What does that process verb look like? Like, how do I process what I'm going through so I can go through the process? Sure. So I think what you're really speaking to is what I would say is you need to be checking in with yourself okay. regarding the process. Right. So if I'm going to process emotionally and mentally what I'm going through, mm -hmm. I need to be in tune with myself, which is I need to be vulnerable with myself. But the only way for me to be vulnerable with myself is to care enough about myself to ask me questions about how I'm feeling. Can you say that again, please? <laughs> for the people in the back, I'm the people in the back. <laughs> you have to care enough about yourself to ask you questions about how you are feeling about what you are in all the time. Because if not, because when you're, what you're doing, so here's the thing, here's what's really powerful about this, is that when you ask yourself how you're feeling, you are honoring your feelings and emotions. And many of us have grown up and have learned in our childhood that our thoughts and feelings weren't didn't didn't matter and so we, as a byproduct we've been minimizing since then and in the minimizing what it means is that you often say things like oh i'm okay or you prioritize what other people think you prioritize how other people feel when people ask you it can get so bad that when you're at a restaurant and the waiter asks is everything okay you don't like your meal and you will not advocate for yourself listen and eat something that you're not, let me tell you what I'm not going to do. <laughs> Anybody tell knows us what me. you're not going to do. People who know me and people, like there was like this running joke of like how one time we went to Fridays after church years ago and it was like the sizzling chicken and shrimp and they brought it and they put a slice of cheese on top of the chicken. And I was like, but that's not what it's supposed to look like. It's not. And everybody was like, Taylor, don't you know you're able to send food back? And don't you know? I'm not eating this. Yeah. This is not it. This is not, it's not, it's it. not it. It's just right. But here's the thing. One of the <laughs> things that one of the things my that my mom did that a lot of black mothers didn't do, and it's not for and this is not to to bad other mothers, but she always made me feel like I had a voice. Like I always had options, even what I wanted to eat. Yeah. To the point that sometimes I would have one thing, my dad would have another. Now, some may say that was a stretch, but the benefit of that is I never felt like I could not advocate about it. 
right? Does that mean in every single area of my life that I've always been the biggest advocate or I've always been able to completely honor all of my feelings and all of my emotions all the time and just tell everybody all the time what I think? No, because that's not realistic. But what I'm saying is that I didn't grow up with a narrative that told me that my thoughts and feelings didn't matter, that I couldn't do some of the small things. Right, right. When you check in with yourself during, during the process, you're allowing yourself to know how you're feeling about what you're going through and then to respond accordingly in a way that's going to help you to now move past that, right? Because it's not bad that you're having the feeling. It's not bad that you're thinking these thoughts. Now that you're able to check in with yourself, now you can respond. Okay. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling angry. Okay. Well, what, what is a solution for what you're feeling? Yeah. You can't do that if you're never checking in. Right. So I think that that is really, that is the way to process is to be honest with yourself, open and vulnerable to ask yourself how you're feeling, actually say what you're feeling, which means you have to actually know emotions, right? I encourage everybody to Google an emotions wheel. It will tell you all of the emotions that you could ever think of and help you give yourself language. Because sometimes we're like, I'm feeling, but I don't know what it is, right? This will give you all the answers. And then from there- With a pretty color wheel too. It's colorful. Yeah. So what do you do? Okay. So I have my color wheel. Mm-hmm. I have figured out that I'm feeling frustrated. I'm checking in with myself, which I'm new to. Mm-hmm. What do I do with that frustration? What is the healthy response to that frustration? So it, the frustration means I'm just not releasing enough. So maybe I need to start journaling. Maybe I'm not releasing enough and I need to be honest in prayer also about how I'm feeling and not thinking like I just have to come to him like you're so worthy and you're so awesome. And like you can't say like I'm frustrated by this and help me to see how I can maybe not feel as frustrated or help me to see why I'm frustrated in this or how could I, you know what I mean? Um, maybe, I need to, people. maybe I need to exercise because that is a form of releasing. We have so much pent up energy inside us from frustration and anger and anxiety and exercising can just free up space, right? Journaling frees up space in your mind. You can't think because you have 80 million thoughts, write those 80 million th- thoughts on, on paper. And now it's like, oh, look at that. There's space, right? So it can, it may look different for everybody, yeah. but those are just like a couple of ways that you may respond to. Um, and give yourself what you need. I love to, I love to, when I'm with my clients, especially when I'm doing mindfulness, I say, give your body what it needs. If you're feeling tension in your neck, give your neck what it needs to feel relaxed. That can be really uncomfortable because you're having to attend to you. And so many yeah. of us are uncomfortable by that, but you're essentially, you're giving yourself what you need based off of you, what you know about yourself to feel better, right? To be able to uh, to shift from this one feeling that you're having. If you don't, if you're feeling anxious and you want peace, what do I need? I might need to, maybe I need to think about him more. Maybe I'm not really thinking on him really. Maybe I'm not really thinking on things above and I'm thinking more on the things beneath, right? Maybe I'm not thinking about heavenly things and I'm thinking about earthly things and that's why I'm just so overwhelmed. So I'm giving my mind what it needs to feel peace by thinking different. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love it. I love all of it. Let's start all over again. <laughs> no, just no, honestly, you look. I'm. I want to obviously do this to help the the people, but you helping me. Listen, we always do stuff, and it's not. We need to be partakers as well. I don't believe no, in that. Listen, look. get what you need. Always. I'm. I'm. I'm feeling encouraged. Is that on the wheel? <laughs> 
mean, but it could be. I mean, the will doesn't have all the words, but it could be. Encourage is a good is a good is a good it feeling. Got a, it got a nice amount on that wheel. Mm-hmm. But I really, honestly, Tay, I appreciate you so so much, and I'm glad my headache went away. Me too, y'all. Look, come on, let's clap for friends. <laughs> <laughs> And I really, I know I'm very confident that everyone who is watching got as much of this, as much out of this as I did. Um, If you need to replay it, you can replay it a bajillion times because I'm probably going to watch it a bajillion times. Um, And I just found out recently because I have the privilege of Taylor being my friend. So like she'd be telling me stuff about me. So I just learned that <laughs> I need to see and hear things a lot of times mm. before it really sets in. So I'm hearing it now and I'm like, oh, this is good stuff. But by the fifth time, then I'm be like, oh. <laughs> then I'm be telling people in my life, like I knew it the whole time, but I really didn't. So yeah, watch it as many times as you need to. Um, make sure you follow Taylor. Can you just tell us real quick before we close where people can find you on social media, sure. what products you have to offer, all that good stuff? Sure. So you can follow me on Instagram at TaylorMadeM, on Facebook at Taylor Banks, and you can go over to my website at www.taylormadem.com. Beautiful. And you can also get a copy of her book, um, <laughs> uh, Becoming a Woman in Pursuit. Yeah. So you, by now, you should have already gotten mine. Now you can go get hers too. Part two of shopping. Part two of shopping. We give you like good stuff, but then you shop too. And that's just, it just comes together. Yes. Perfectly. So I just wanted to thank you all for coming. Thank Taylor again. Y'all could put some green hearts and some blue hearts, but more green, more green. Or blue. Come on, we honor, we honor guests over here. <laughs> okay, but more blue. <laughs> I guess. Um, but put more blue hearts and we just thank Taylor for coming and thank you guys for tuning in to the first episode of Dear God Love Me podcast whoop, 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 whoop. Hey. and we will be back soon yes. bye bye, bye. this episode was brought to you by Upward Design Onward and Upward Be sure to visit us on the web at www.deargodloveme.com where you can find all DGLM merchandise, podcast information, and upcoming events. Once again, thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Dear God, Love Me, the podcast is produced by Ro McKenzie with support from the following team. Executive producer, Paul McKenzie. Editing, video recording, and audio production by Devere Mohan. Artwork by Upward Designs. Music by Jay Allen. If you'd like to support Dear God, Love Me, the podcast, you can visit us on the web at www.deargodloveme.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.